Good morning. You are viewing one of a series of videos called Conversations with Mocha. Mocha is sitting here next to me. We, Mocha and I, are speaking with various people in our community who are involved in the protection and care of animals. I'm Pat Belusic, the host for this series. I am the president of the New York State Humane Association. I'd like to remind you to review the description below for links to the New York State Humane Association website and also for additional information and links discussed during this session. So let's get started. I'd like to introduce our guest, Iris Marie Bloom. Uh, Iris is a very active environmentalist and concerned about the impact of environmental problems on the animal population, which is our concern at NYSHA, the well-being of animals. And uh, Iris, can you give a little brief description of the couple or the several organizations you're involved with as just a little background? Sure. Uh, well, I founded my, my own organization, Protecting mm -hmm. Our Waters in 2009 uh, when I learned about the fracking epidemic uh, in Pennsylvania. So I, I began the anti-fracking work while living in Pennsylvania at really the epicenter of the onslaught of fracking in, you know, in East, the center of Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and uh, the impact on animals, which I'll talk a little more about later, okay. um, was front and center to mm -hmm. the absolute horror um, as I learned about dogs dying, goats, horses, mm -hmm. cows, and of course wildlife. Mm -hmm. um, one of the first episodes we learned about um, was 10,000 fish were killed in one, you know, in just a few days. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, protecting our waters, mm -hmm. are fighting fracking now in Pennsylvania and in New York, mm -hmm. um, to some extent in New Jersey and Ohio and other states as well, but we're small. Uh, and we're fighting fracking infrastructure because oil trains, mm -hmm. um, pipelines, fracked oil pipelines, fracked gas pipelines are all part of what is increasing fracking. Even though it's banned in New York, these projects are coming through New York to mm -hmm. increase the use of the products. Um, so we're working on the extraction end, the processing end, the end use, the whole every phase of the process to protect animals and human health. Okay. Uh, I'd like to um, un understand the couple just citing the mm -hmm. organizations that you're involved with mm -hmm. in addition to that one. Mm -hmm. That one sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, oh, well, I mean, I've... I've uh, P-O-W have here. So, POW, that's Protecting Our Waters. Okay. We call ourselves POW. POW, okay, that sounds <laughs> and, good. And, you know, our theme, uh, wearing the POW shirt, you know, our, our air, our mm -hmm. land, our water, and really, um, but trying to educate that it's not just people's land, air, and water. It's also animals, air, mm -hmm. land, and water. The rights of nature is one of our concepts. Um, here in uh, Marbletown, I'm an environmental conservation commissioner, and in that role, I'm also able to work on uh, fighting the plastics plague, which people may, if they haven't been thinking about it too mm -hmm. much, may not realize mm -hmm. that that is a wonderful way to protect animals. Um, mm -hmm wildlife, marine life, because 50% of all plastics that are being produced are single-use plastics. Mm -hmm. In other words, 100% unnecessary. Mm -hmm. We don't need these little plastic bags. We don't need single-use plastic cups. Mm -hmm. We certainly don't need to use 500 million plastic straws a day, which is what 
Americans are doing. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's enough no. plastic straws to go around right. the earth two and a half times a day. Well, I'd like um, to get into that mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more sure. in a bit. Mm -hmm. um, you caught my attention when you said you're the environmental super. No, no, no. We have a, a conservation. It's the Environmental Conservation Commission. The, is so that part of the are, Marble Town town government? Yes, we're an oh, advisory body, and we advise the Marble Town town board. I so see. we've been working for a year on a plastic bag ban, for example. Okay. Um, we just planted a big pollinator garden mm -hmm. to support. Bees. Hummingbirds and bees and butterflies. So the the yeah. town, I just want to make this clear to our viewers. Mm -hmm. So the town of Marble Town actually, I mean, has you as part of their board. Well, we're not on the board, right. but we advise the board. But they they, they have a lot of respect for your organization, Absolutely. and they take your uh, advisements with um, great seriousness and act on. Absolutely. Well, that's very good. I yeah, think that's a wonderful. wonderful thing. And I'll just mention to viewers, mm -hmm. people. Uh, most of the Environmental Conservation Commissions uh, in this town and every town in New York are always looking for new members. Uh -huh. So people can join these boards um, if you have a passion to protect animals, including butterflies and bees, which as you know is a huge issue. Well, let me um, ask you this yeah. then. The, you folks came up with this commission and then offered it to the board, is that correct? Uh, no, the commission has existed for many, many years. Okay, so, so the, I just joined I see. last okay. year. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, I'm not certain whether most towns have such most, a commission, but if they don't, mm -hmm. folks could look at the website for the town Absolutely. and look at that and see how it's set up Absolutely. and set one up in their own town if they don't already have one. Is that yeah. correct? Absolutely, okay. and they're, sometimes good. they're called CAC, uh -huh. Conservation Advisory Commission, and sometimes uh -huh. they're called okay. ECC, Environmental uh -huh. Conservation Commission, but uh -huh. Most towns in New York do have them. Well, that's very nice. Mm -hmm. um, Iris, I'd like to hear about how did you get involved and when? I mean, what age were you at and what triggered this interest in the environment and the impact on the animals and such? Was it a singular event? Was it a growing awareness as you mm -hmm. became an adult? How did that come about? Oh, it's been deep in my bones and blood and heart since I was very small. Mm -hmm. I've just always been an animal lover. Mm -hmm. I can't understand people who don't love animals. Uh -huh. And you can't live in the world and not understand that, that wildlife everywhere are horribly, um, you know, being decimated or horribly impacted. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't say there was any one incident, but okay. I will tell you that uh, I, I was called also to other struggles. So mm -hmm. I worked on uh, fighting apartheid, you know, I worked on human rights issues, mm -hmm. I worked on war, I worked on racism, mm -hmm. um, and I worked on violence against women. So there was always a call that was more intense, more urgent, more present, which is why it wasn't until around 2008, 2009, uh, 2009 that I was freed up you know, mm -hmm. economically mm -hmm. and energetically to do work on the environment, which mm -hmm. I'd always been called to. Mm -hmm. uh, and two things happened right away. One was, I went to a presentation by NOAA, wonderful, you know, NOAA, National mm -hmm. Oceanographic mm -hmm. and Aeronautics mm -hmm. Administration, everybody gets the acronym mixed mm -hmm. up, but right. NOAA, uh -huh. right, the marine scientists. And they, uh, this was at University of Pennsylvania, and this 
this was so high impact. They presented about plastics pollution impacts mm -hmm. on marine mammals. Mm -hmm. And I, like many people, have a deep, just deeply felt, you know, love for dolphins, whales, mm -hmm. and marine mm -hmm. mammals, seabirds, sea turtles, they're mm -hmm. so important. And, uh, and I was stunned to see that this whale had been uh, found starving to death, even though its belly was full. And they couldn't, so scientists did a rescue, and they took it to the Baltimore Aquarium, mm -hmm. and did mm -hmm. everything they could for it, did every test, couldn't figure out what was going on. Somebody finally said, um, you better check its contents of the mm, stomach. Mm, and mm. that whale's stomach was so full of plastic oh my God. that it could not eat. It right. could not get any nutrients. Mm -hmm. It was unable. So it was starving to death. So starving to right. death. Um, and also plastics are poisoning our oceans. Right. So that poor whale, to had, to that have poor whale? This, had to have all that plastic suctioned uh -huh. out. Uh -huh. And in this presentation, they showed the pile of plastics that oh came out God. of that whale's body. And so some people may have seen, you know, images of sea turtles mm -hmm. eating plastic bags right, in right. the ocean, thinking it's a je jellyfish. Um, Seabirds are dying right. with their bellies full right. of plastic. It's horrifying. Mm -hmm. So that was in 2009. And it really isn't until now that I'm able, really in a position to do something about it. So sometimes you feel a call for a long time, for a mm -hmm. lifetime, right. and then or you, for a decade. Then you can finally do yes. something. Yes. Right. And the town right. of Marbletown just made history by being the first town in the state of New York to um, pass a straw-free resolution. Mm -hmm. And when you think about plastic straws, it sounds trivial, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost laughable. People can make fun of you, right, if you talk about plastic straws in a serious way. But our oceans are filling with plastic. Mm -hmm. The um, our oceans will have more plastic than fish by weight by the year 2050. Now, so, so going straw-free right. is really important. Now, how do you address the issue, because someone's going to say this to you, um, well, a lot of these towns and such um, have landfills. They don't put it in the ocean. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, that's you know, from the Marbletown point of view, uh -huh. Getting, um, having less waste to haul mm -hmm. to landfill. Our landfill, um, the waste is hauled to the Ithaca area, kind of between Ithaca and Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So the fossil fuel, the cost, the weight of all this unnecessary trash. So if that were reduced in so, both aspects, right. both the oceans and Absolutely. the landfills we don't need would be right. full of plastic. It's right. crazy. Mm -hmm. So whether it goes into the ocean or whether it's or landfill, landfill, it's a, a terrible waste issue. And the other side of it that I know even more about than I would like to know mm -hmm. is the manufacturing of plastics, which requires what? Fracking. Mm -hmm. Fracked gas. Ethane uh, is, a, is a natural gas liquid that comes up with methane when, when they're Well, fracked. can you so speak to that a little more detail? Because sure. you're making a statement that the plastics are yes. created from the natural from, gas? From from natural Obtained. gas liquids, which is ethane, which is, comes, comes up, up when, from, fracking. from fracking. Absolutely. Not natural gas, but the ethane, which so is a bit different. Can you explain that? When natural gas is mixed together, mm -hmm. methane, ethane, butane, mm -hmm. propane mm -hmm. is all mixed together. Mm -hmm. When it comes up, it's a mixture of um, gas and liquid, basically. Okay. So 
depending on where the deposit is, and I don't want to get too into the weeds, right. but okay. you have so-called wet gas and dry mm -hmm. gas. Mm -hmm. So dry gas is more pure methane, but a lot of places it's wet gas, which means it comes up with ethane and propane and all that, mm -hmm. which is considered natural gas liquids. Ethane is the primary feedstock for plastics. So as long as 50% of our plastics are single-use plastics, I mean, I'll tell you that the chemicals industry and the plastics industry um, are completely in bed with the fracking industry in order mm -hmm. to keep this all going. Mm -hmm. um, so fracking, as most people know, is tremendously destructive of water, of air, of climate, of land, of soil, of human and animal health. So we can talk more about that. Right. Um, but also then the plastics manufacture involves poisons. Um, mm -hmm. This, what, what makes plastic soft is endocrine-disrupting chemicals, yeah, phthalates, yeah, and, and our rivers and our streams and our bays and our oceans are getting more and more endocrine-disrupting chemicals mm -hmm. in them so that we now have intersex fish in some of our rivers. Yeah, can you explain that? <laughs> That means that their fish have the capacity to um, change sex according to the chemical mm -hmm. impacts on them. And so we now have places where we have, um, instead of having male and female fish that can properly spawn and reproduce, right. we have all one sex or it, it's all and out it's, of balance. They have an inability yeah. to mate properly. Absolutely. Okay. Um, now, when you and I were discussing before we started the filming, you were mentioning the impact of fracking, yes. not only on the wildlife where they do the fracking, but also on surrounding farm animals and pets. Absolutely. Can you speak to the pets thing? Because I think a lot of people don't realize when you say that the pets are impacted, um, the dogs and cats that live yeah. uh, in the area. Can yeah. you speak to that for a moment? Um, it's almost a little bit hard to talk about it without crying. Okay. Um, the impact of fracking on dogs in particular is one of the things that when I learned about it upset me so much. Mm -hmm. One example is a farmer, blueberry farmer in western Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. where they were uh, dumping fracking flowback on the roads because it's so high salt that they were using it to, to clean salt the, the roads, right? To right? clean the snow, right. And they would, but they would dump it um, at inappropriate times, I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And it should be illegal, this practice. So the dog um, went across the road and then licked its paws uh, and died very painfully mm -hmm. not too long after that. Um, some of the stuff that's in fracking flowback includes arsenic, mm -hmm. It includes um, acetone, it includes glutaraldehyde, it includes radioactive materials. It's, it's quite a toxic concoction. Now, I know in a lot of towns, I know the Ulster County mm -hmm. has refused to use that on the road. Absolutely. So I as, think we're and, very good. I think a yes. lot of counties have done as well. Yes. To refuse to yeah, use But everybody that. should double check 
and make sure okay. that your county is refusing mm -hmm. uh, any use of fracking flowback. Are the, the companies mm -hmm. that are offering this stuff, are they offering it free? Is there some way that they're trying to make it appear this is a good thing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, they're so they're giving it to the counties free, counties. trying to pre create a kind of a good public relations thing, if you will. We're giving you this, you can save your money on right. salt. Kind right, of thing. right. They're counting on ignorance. I see. So we can't afford, we mm -hmm. just can't afford to be ignorant. Um, so you would advise our viewers to check with their counties and make sure that this ridiculous, poisonous stuff is not being used sure. on their roads in it's the winter. It's good to double check. Okay. But uh, the larger point mm -hmm. is that is if you if your home is heated by oil or gas, mm -hmm. um, that's part of the problem. So basically, all natural gas is fracked. So well, it didn't used those to be <laughs> right. I mean, it didn't used to be all fracked. So the it high the high volume type of fracking is relatively new. Right. So that really exploded, for example, in Pennsylvania right. between 2004 and 2011. It just increased so dramatically, um, and that's been the case across the country. But that is the case now because there is no more of the shallow, easy-to-access natural, natural gas, gas. Okay. and oil. Okay. Those deposits are gone, so we have gotten to the point that every kind of fossil, fossil fuel that we're using can rightfully be called extreme energy, meaning it's it's extracted using fracking or mountaintop okay. removal. Um, well, until the time really, and we hope that comes, that there are really a large number of alternative sources, such as the sun or what other energy so, we can solar. harness from solar, mm -hmm. uh, someone people have to eat their homes with something. So it would seem that if there were more available of the old style natural gas, it's gone. but it's gone. It's gone, and, and people oil, don't understand oil, that. Oil is still a problem too, yes. right? It's a problem more than ever. Right. It's a problem more than ever. So during that period, it looks as though we're going to be continuing to use fuels that, but move towards uh, alternative fuels. Well, uh, everyone who can uh -huh. should switch to um, Ethical Energy or another company that gets their energy, their electricity, from solar and wind because everything we do to increase demand for solar and wind helps the economics okay. of the clean energy economy. So okay. renewables are rapidly outpacing um, dirty energy mm -hmm. and we can all help that by paying really a lot of us just a few pennies more on mm -hmm. our electric bill. So currently mm -hmm. that is available. Yes. So with the fact so, that of the de I'm not deregulation, I, I'm not sure what word I'm looking for, but they are now required, like Central Hudson, to offer you different carriers. And you're suggesting that Ethical your, energy, your, for your, example, your company that's providing you mm -hmm. currently with your energy look at the alternatives that they even mm -hmm. present, they have to, you know, that are available mm -hmm. to you. Right, and okay. you can just Google ethical energy and figure mm -hmm. out how to switch to it, and then mm -hmm. Central Hudson has, to, if you're in New York and you're right. right. they have to honor that. Right. And so that's one way, and that's just, you know, generally pennies a month. There's okay. a, there's a, it's usually a little bit more expensive. And that would increase the, increase the income it, stream to those companies that are working hard right. to do alternative that's energy right. and present them with yeah. more money so they can do that. 
And so, so there's, it's a win-win also in terms of energy efficiency. Mm -hmm. So everything that, uh, that you can do to increase the energy efficiency of your home, mm -hmm. simple things, cheap things, mm -hmm. you know, plastic over the windows in the winter, mm -hmm. weatherizing, mm -hmm. anything that, you know, wrapping your propane tank with a blanket. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of cheap things that Now what about propane? Do. You just mentioned propane. Is that clean? That, no, that's no. dirty. Dirty. Absolutely okay. dirty. It, it comes from fracking. Okay. So we need to use as little of it as possible if we can get to zero. Because I know there's a lot of people that have to rely on propane mm -hmm. to heat their homes. And I don't know if there is an alternate source for well, that. So uh, there's no clean propane. Oh, that's, Absolutely oh, not. That's, no, no okay. clean methane, no right. clean propane. Okay. Um, so those people that have the ability and can really do mm -hmm. the math and figure out, oh my God, if I get solar panels, I can reduce, mm -hmm. I can almost get to net zero. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would be surprised that when you crunch the numbers, and right now you can get huge rebates um, if you go solar, and there are some companies that will install solar mm -hmm. for no cost. And so you're actually, you're essentially getting a loan to install solar. So there are a lot of options right mm -hmm. here, right now. We don't have to wait for someone to come along mm -hmm. and literally knock on our door mm -hmm. and tell us you have to go solar now. Mm -hmm. um, certainly lots of people can't do that for one reason or another. Um, I'm a renter. I can't make right. my landlord go solar, but right. I can, I'm paying my utility bills so I can pay that through ethical energy. And certainly I can winterize and, mm -hmm. and I turn stuff off. Mm -hmm. Here's the simplest thing that you can do to save animals in terms of energy. If you make the emotional connection to the fact that electricity from the normal grid mm -hmm. comes from, a lot of it still comes from coal, um, that means mountaintop removal. They're blowing up mountaintops. Can yeah. you imagine how many animals right. are destroyed? The, right, the habitat the is habitat gone. The habitat is destroyed. Right. And that's precious. So. People who leave their computers plugged in all night, their mm -hmm. Wi-Fi plugged in all night, their uh, all kinds of appliances that are just plugged in all the time because we're a little too lazy to lean down and unplug it or to reach over and unplug or it. The strip or flip the switch. On the strip. Get a strip mm -hmm. and just flip that switch. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, 10 to 17 percent or more of our national energy is from appliances that are running that don't need to be running. Okay. Now, um, now you also mentioned that um, fracking is related to the climate change itself oh, yeah. in one of your earlier, which I read that you had written, that it's related to the climate change and can you speak to that for a Absolutely. moment? Um, fracking is a major contributor to climate change. That's because not only is there a huge amount of energy used to frack, right. so uh, just bear with me for a second, mm -hmm. but if you go through the process, first they clear, right? They're clearing right. so many trees. Mm -hmm. Then they pave. Then they drill a mile to two miles horizontally. Can you imagine how much energy is used in that process? Then they drill horizontally. Then they frack, which means explosions. Then they're using five and a half million gallons average of poisoned water per well per frack. All that water is carried average of 1,100 trucks. That's all fossil fuel. 
then the product comes up, then they separate it, then they process it, then ultimately it's transported one way or another to where it's used. Every single stage of every step of the way Great. creates Great. climate impacts. Climate impact. And so methane is 105 times more potent as an impact on climate. It's a, it's a greenhouse gas that's 105 times worse than just regular carbon. So people don't realize that they kind of think of coal is dirty and natural right. gas is clean. Why? Because our minds have been so impacted by the industry saying clean natural gas, mm -hmm. clean natural right. gas. At the tailpipe, it's a little better, but throughout the process, it's so much worse that it's actually increasing our climate change very rapidly. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for explaining that. I'm very impressed that uh, New York State did ban fracking. Yay! And do you feel that New York State's stance will impact other states? Absolutely. Will, will it encourage activists? Because there was a big demonstrations. There were several big demonstrations up in Albany. Yes. And uh, everyone got involved. The singers, the speakers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a tremendous response right. to that. And and I was part of that. You know, Good. being in Pennsylvania, well, I figured you were. helping get the workers and the farmers and the impacted people to come to New York to state to describe their experience with right. fracking. So Pennsylvania was the poster child for why not to why fracking. not to do this. Yeah. And do you feel that New York's stance is having an impact on these other states? Do you think there's enough folks there that are anti-fracking that can carry the day like we did here in New York? Well, the reality is, let's be honest, as long as New York allows new fracked gas pipelines, new fracked gas power plants, and new fracked, gas, uh, fracked oil pipelines to come into our state to carry fracked fossil fuel, then we're actively, rapidly undermining our own fracking ban. We're basically doing a frack your neighbors policy. Mm. But we'll carry it across the state. I mean, that's the name of the game. Into, they want to carry it into across Montreal. into New York so from the other many, many people who have uh, been involved fighting fracking in New York State are appropriately now fighting pipelines, fighting power plants, fighting uh, the oil trains, and uh, fighting, I'll just hold this up for a minute, this is very important, the uh, Pilgrim oil pipelines, which are, which would, if they are approved, run right from Albany, down, right. down, down the along the throughway, it is completely insane, they're known as mm -hmm. the preposterous Pilgrim pipelines, they would be carrying fracked oil from North Dakota mm -hmm. shale fields, which by the way, one of the most horrifying interviews I ever did was with the rancher um, Jackie Shilty, whose animals were rapidly dying and who herself had health impacts from fracking for oil in North Dakota. This is the oil that you hear about that keeps blowing up right. with oil trains. So five times as many oil trains would be coming into Albany to service the Pilgrim oil pipelines if they are approved. And the spill potential, mm -hmm. you know, um, pipelines spill three times as much oil as any other method of transportation, more than trains, more than 
trucks more than boats, more than tankers. So. Well, what do you feel is the main reason why this is even being entertained here? Is, is there big money here going to, it's usually all revolves around money. Absolutely. So these are the big boys. These are the co, the, the um, two heads, uh, the president and vice president of Pilgrim Pipelines are both former Coke Industries executives. Coke Industries is one of the biggest oil companies um, in the world, uh, and they're really, uh, they own more than, they're the largest non-Canadian investor in the Canadian tar sands, mm -hmm. which are the worst of the worst in terms of extreme energy, fossil fuel extraction, and they, they're in it for the money. So they're you feel that the somehow money. they're going to impact the legislature and oh, the we're watching it happen. And and do you think if there's enough pushback on the part of the environmentalists, like there was with regard to the fracking, that the governor might? Yes. Stand? Well, that's what. What do you think I've been doing? For right. The past? All right. That, that's so, the name of yes. the game. So we back. actually right. have um, thirty resolutions opposing Pilgrim pipelines that have been passed in New York State already. Rosendale was the first. Mm -hmm. And then quickly New Paltz and Kingston, and, mm -hmm. but it's in all six counties, Rensselaer, Albany, Green, Ulster, Orange, and Rockland mm -hmm. County. So we have a six-county route for these pipelines. So we now have towns, cities, and villages all along the route that have passed resolutions saying we want to stop the Pilgrim pipelines. However, uh, we don't have the power to stop these pipelines um, just through resolutions. We actually need the state legislature, the governor in particular. Could the governor do this no. by himself? Yeah, he, he could, could right now he say could no. Yeah. He could say no. Right mm -hmm. now he could mm -hmm. deny the permit. And he could instruct the Department of Transportation, the New York State Thruway Authority, and in particular the New York State Thruway Authority, mm -hmm. to deny the permit for Pilgrim Pipelines. And I'll just hold this up one more time so people can see. Um, information about this is at Stop Pilgrim Pipeline. So folks should go to this and they'll get ideas about how to organize their own communities, get activists contacting the governor, and perhaps get the same coalition yes. of people yes. that were involved with the anti-fracking. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you feel you're making progress in that direction of getting oh, a lot of people. Activated. We're making good progress, but we need, you know, if we have a thousand people involved now, we need a hundred thousand people because this mm -hmm. is a this is the keystone of the East, basically. Mm -hmm. Well it seems to me that the 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 counties going along here are the ones that are in danger and we aren't really getting a benefit out of it. Oh, absolutely. It's all risk and no it's benefit. It's all risk and no benefit all risk for those no counties all along the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just before, I think it sounds like we have to close up pretty soon. Yeah, but pretty soon, yeah. I'm just going to mention that while we're talking about this, to some folks, uh, it may seem kind of cerebral. Uh -huh. And for me, um, the impacts on animals has always been the thing that when I wanted to take a break, and I work a lot of 100-hour weeks for, yeah. you know, maybe if I'm paid three cents an hour, you know, that might be my pay rate. Um, but when I want to rest, what comes into my field of information um, is someone's dead dog with a tumor that that 
dog should never have had, or mm -hmm. somebody's goats that died mm -hmm. horribly, or mm -hmm. the cows, 17 cows mm -hmm. in, in Louisiana that they drank fracking fluid that was 99% mm -hmm. water. You know, it was half of a percent of that was the fracking fluid, and they died agonizing deaths. Mm -hmm. And those are the deaths we know about. Mm -hmm. We don't really necessarily see the pictures of the wildlife that's also dying um, and is getting into the, the whole food chain. So those of us that love animals, we are Now, called. there was that excellent film that was made about Dear Governor Cuomo mm -hmm. about the fracking thing. Yes. Um, have you, are you aware that a powerful film like that? Oh, of is course. Is there going to be made, or is it in the works, or is there one? Well, there are, uh, there are a number of films being made. Okay. Um, there's a short film that's about to premiere, and it's made by John Bowermaster, who lives right here in Stone Ridge. And uh, he's made several, you know, he made Dear Governor Cuomo. And uh, so he's making a film about the fracking infrastructure, including the Pilgrim Pipelines. So and look including out for that. the it's impact on the animals and everything, just like... I don't know the content of the film. Okay. I haven't been involved in okay. making it. Alright, but that was, he did an excellent job on the right. Governor Cuomo, so I'm expecting yes. that he'll do an equally good job yes. on this. Yes, Now I want to mention, um, because a lot of people don't make the connection between the impacts on the animals and climate, and uh, the overuse of plastics and fracking, you know, it's a little abstract for a lot mm -hmm. of people. Um, one book that I really recommend is The True Cost of Fracking by Michelle Bamberger. She's a veterinarian. And uh, Robert Oswald, who's a microbiologist. Mm -hmm. And it is the best book uh, for people that want to testify about this and continue this fight and understand the impact on animals. It's the impact on animal and human health. Mm -hmm. um, and that was why we banned fracking in New York. Right. Because we finally had 330 stories, uh, sorry, studies mm -hmm. um, documenting the impacts on animal and human health. And the book, The True Cost of Fracking, yes. where can they purchase this? Uh, it's, on, it's available through Amazon. Through Amazon, okay. All right. Finally, um, do you feel that there is a strategy, or perhaps there is already in place, to you? organize the environmental groups, the animal groups, everybody into a powerful force or, uh, in terms of a uh, voting block? Or do you feel that the Green Party's already done this? Um, I don't think the Green Party is the primary organizing force necessarily. There are coalitions. So uh, we, Protecting Our Waters, organized something called shale gas outrage in 2011, 2012, and 2013. And we had over a hundred allied organizations. And we saved the Delaware River Basin, which is a huge river basin that includes New York City's drinking water, Philadelphia, mm -hmm. um, but also a lot of rural communities. We saved the Delaware River Basin. By this coalition of the, Absolutely. Oh, so there is... So we have tremendous power right. and impact. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. um, so people are... We just had the, the March for a Clean Energy Revolution in Philadelphia last week, mm -hmm. uh, July 24th. We had 10,000 people. So um, we are coming together. And animal rights activists have been part of the anti-fracking mm -hmm. movement from the beginning mm -hmm. to the extent that people get it, um, that this is not just our drinking water. This is animals' drinking right. water. This is fish's drinking water. This is birds' drinking water. Yeah.
And finally, um, is there an event that you would like to make our viewers aware of that's coming up that you feel they would be interested in and like to attend and support? Um, we have had so many events, and we've just come through uh, a series of events. Um, but the next one, I don't have, I, I'm sorry, I mean, I help to, I'm helping to organize it, but I don't have the details in front okay. of me. It's in New Paul's in, in mid-September. Okay, and um, they can find information on that in that Pilgrim website? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, no, we but just it will put, be there. Yeah, I will have to give you the information so you can link to it. Okay. Um, but there will be forums in New Paul's, Catskill, and Socrates in mid-September about the Pilgrim Pipelines. And that's very important for people to get directly connected to that struggle. We have to stop these pipelines. Well, it makes sense to me. We stop the fracking, we gotta stop the pipelines. Well, it's been great talking to Iris. Thank you very much for Covered coming. Covered a lot of ground. We did. And uh, I think our viewers will find it very interesting.